Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. And Josh, salute to him. He the general now. Rico got legends for interviews. How the Buffalo Bills got the best man base away. Games red, white, blue, and the blue. And I'm back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. What's good to my people, man? Woo! We're back in the win column, folks. We're back in the win column. And uh, it feels good. It feels good. But I don't know about you guys, man. But in this win column that we're sitting in, you know, we're back in it. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel the same, right? Does it feel, does it feel the same to you? It doesn't feel the same to me. It feels like we won, but like, it was like a hollow win because there are so many things that happened that week, right? But I think, at least for me, I speak as a fan, like you just, you're happy you got away with the win and move on to next week, right? It was like, yo, let's forget about, you ever have those bad days, or bad weeks where the week just doesn't go well, whether it's in your personal life, at work, whatever the case is, you're just waiting for Friday. And sometimes that feeling hits you on a Monday morning and you're like, fam, the week hasn't even freaking begun. And I'm already over this week. That's what last week felt like. That's what last week, last week felt like as a fan. So you could only imagine how these bills players felt having to, deal with this damn snow having to deal with the logistics having to not even have a chance to practice just a week of pure bs and now you get through the week you get your win and you you want to kind of like reset but like it's such a short reset because there's a game in two days two days time we're back at it again uh the bills will be facing the lions now before we getting into the lions talk um and we'll get we'll get plenty into that. By the way, shout out to everybody tuned in right now. Uh, I know it's early; you guys are filling up in the room and stuff. But kudos to y'all. What's up? What's happening? Uh, all right, folks. Let, let's 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 rehash this last game because there were some good things that happened. There was some bad, and we're gonna get into our good, the bad, the ugly. We'll also get into 
the milk carton candidate. That one, boy, let me tell you something. Man. That milk carton candidate, so many names can go. <laughs> so many names can go on that carton. The whole the like so many names can go on that carton. So many faces. I might have to like put like I might have to like make this a special week where I can put four faces on that. Four faces. I mean, every side has got a picture. It, it's it feels that way. It feels that way. Now, I don't want to be that guy, but I mean, shoot, we got to keep it up. We got to keep up the, the, you know, saying the tradition of, you know, what I mean, finding ourselves a milk carton candidate. I mean, there's always there's always someone. Uh, but uh, and, um, you, and most weeks you wish that there wasn't anything like that. But you know what? We're, we're not in that. We're not. We didn't have the luxury of having that situation happen for us. That's for damn sure. But kudos to the uh, the Detroit Lions. They they uh, they showed out and they let us use their facility uh to uh to get our dub against the browns and then uh we go back at it again for thursday um thanksgiving by the way happy thanksgiving to y'all for thursday i know i'm a little early but uh for you americanos out there so happy thanksgiving i hope you guys have your greens beans tomatoes yams all that good stuff i hope you guys have all that good stuff out there and uh and go from there my girl abby says this potentially could be a trap game and she's not all the way wrong because this could be a trap game because we had such a week. The week that was was like, oh, we just want to forget about it. And because it's a short week, it almost ties in. It ties into this week. So you're like, oh, God, we got to play. We got to play the Lions. But the Lions are hungry. The Lions are tired of being the Lions. You know what I'm saying? So they're they're out here to, you know, what I mean, try to play and try to win. And they're home and it's Thanksgiving and they're coming off a big win of themselves. So. Anything can happen. That's why we can't sit here and mess around with these guys. We really can't. So, Abby, you're definitely not wrong, man. If we we go out and mess around, you know what I'm saying, we might be sitting here talking about, holy crap, we lost to the freaking Lions. Did we really bounce back? And that's my main question. Have the Buffalo Bills bounced back? Are we back on track? Are we back on track? And I asked, I asked my homie, my, my good homie, Bobby, I said, Bobby, man, are we back on track, man? Are the Bills back on track? He says, you know what? We're back on track, but we haven't moved. And then when he said that, it made me think of something. Back in the day when we rode our bikes and, you know, we were doing all these stunts and we're jumping up and going off jumps and man-made jumps and all that stuff. And then our chain falls off the gears, right? And our chains fall off the gears and you're sitting here trying to pedal and get gear in and you're, you're sitting here pedaling going nowhere, right? <clears throat> and that's what it felt like when our 0-2 loss, we, we went out, you know what I'm saying? We went off the, a, a deep jump and our tracks and our, and our, 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 I guess the chain came off the gears. So we sitting pedaling, but going nowhere. And that's how we lost both those games, right? Doing all this activity, but we went absolutely nowhere. So what we had to do was get off the freaking bike, put the kickstand up, you know what I'm saying? Drop that long, that long part of the gear, get your, get your shit back on track and let it back up the only thing is that first pedal to get going it's usually tricky right because it's got to fall on the right the right gear so we can get going so that's what this game is coming up we've put the chain back on gear we're about to start pedaling again to see where we are to see where we are on gear did we get right back into, you know what I'm saying, fast-paced gear like we like we normally are with scoring points and putting up 30 points and not needing six field goals? Or are we are we slow to get out of the the you know what I'm saying out of the game, just like we we were in against the Browns? So 
a lot of those things stand um, in our way. We have some challenges that stand in our way. But my man Stephen believes, agrees at this point where we just got to, we're going to find out where we are and what gear we are. Do we, are we starting up a gear number one? Are we starting up gear six? And Detroit is going to be a nice test to see where we are. Are we going to be consistent and, and, and build upon the last win against the Cleveland Browns? Now, this Cleveland Browns team, they came to play, man. Like, just as much, I mean, thing is like, and you got to give it to them. As much as the Browns are the Browns, if you will, but they're not really because they're, they're obviously a quarterback away from being competitive and not to take anything away from Jacoby Brissett because Jacoby Brissett actually dotted, he dotted the I's and crossed his T's all over the Bills secondary. He, he really did. And here's the thing. I rewatched the game. I rewatched it in its entirety. I rewatched it in highlight form. And I rewatched it in the condensed form to see what the hell was this performance. Now, obviously, we didn't, we didn't practice. So that makes a big deal. It's a big difference. However, when, I'm, when, I, when I look back and I was watching this game, there were two drop passes in the end zone. Two drop passes in the end zone by the Cleveland Browns. Jacoby Brissett was playing. He was playing, playing. He, he was not messing around. So kudos to Jacoby Brissett. And, and it's, a double, it's a double whammy for Joe, Jacoby because, A, these guys were three and six. They, were, they could still somewhat be alive, you know what I'm saying, by not taking another L. And they just had a bad matchup because playing against the Bills that really needed to win and not go down 0-3, very difficult for these guys to win that game. Now, keep this in mind. Not only was were the Browns playing not to obviously lose that game, they're now down to three and seven, but Jacoby Brissett is not playing for potentially a starting job somewhere else. So he's got to put everything he can on film. And he did a damn good job against our defense. Is our defense fraudulent? Did they look fraudulent? Absolutely. Did... Did the defense come to play? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, did we get torched in the backfield? Absolutely. I can't really point at anybody in the, in the defensive backfield that really stood out uh, to say, oh, thank goodness we had that person. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody had their, had their moments of like, what the F was that? You know what I'm saying? From Jordan Poyer to Dane Jackson to Teron Johnson. Like, yo, everybody got touched. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't um, it wasn't a great display of defense, um, especially in the backfield. That's that's for damn sure. Uh, but this game was 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 a good one to have because they weren't a team that was going to lay down. That's number one. They definitely weren't going to lay down, and we didn't we didn't need that. We didn't want that, and we needed someone like that. But they weren't competitive enough to really push us. You know what I'm saying? Because we had our own blunders. We had our own blunders. You know what I'm saying? So. Starting off slow and having no practice, a lot of that, a lot of that plays a factor. Um, but overall, this 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 game we just had, great to come up with a win, but so many things that we we need to work on. So many things we need to work on. Um, but um, nonetheless, there were some bright spots. There were some some dark some dark moments in that game, and then there was some just god awful 
ugly moments in that game. And then uh, we'll, we'll touch all over. But uh, before I get into all that, by the way, shout out to everybody tuned in right now. Uh, we just uh, we're sitting at uh, just over 130 people rock, right, rocking with us right now. So I appreciate y'all. Real talk. Um, a lot of the uh, Bills Mafia right now. Conversation is, is stemming around the likes of Tredavious White. When is Tredavious White coming back? Is he just, is he not ready? Is he, is he mentally fragile? Like, when are we going to, to get this thing kicked off? Um, according to coach, it's, it's, it's soon. It's coming. It's, it's just, he's just not ready yet. He's just not ready. So whether it comes this week or maybe next week, it, it, to me, it makes sense that he may not play this coming week. It gives him the rest of the week, obviously Friday and the weekend. We don't play on Sunday. And then it gives him the whole week of preparation. So we may see him against the Jets. Is it the Jets that we play first? That's right. Um, no, we play the Patriots. So we might see him against Macaroni Jones and the Patriots. So it's what we're going into what week 12 right now. We're going into week 12 against the Lions, week 13. So week 13. So week 13 is when we might see my guy, you know what I'm saying, Trey White. So uh, so for those that are wondering and asking, I mean, shoot, nobody knows but Trey and the medical staff. And my guess is he comes back for the Patriots game. And the Patriots game, I don't know if it's an away game or if it's a home game. I'm not too sure. Uh, but nonetheless, it's uh, – it's it's one that most people are talking about. But right now, in my opinion, it's a lot of mental. Like physically, they say you, you can get back in nine months, depending on who you are, 10, maybe 11 months, give or take. Maybe he's going to take the full 11 months plus, right, to really physically get right. Now it's just a matter of mental. Play fast. But you you can't get started until you actually get started. So we're, wait, we're waiting on that, man. We're waiting on that. Uh, shout out to my man, Bills Bets and Beers. What's up? Chad, what's happening, man? He said, yo, get those likes up in here, guys. Great content come from my man, Rico. I appreciate that, Chad. You're the man, brother. You're the man. So let's, let's, uh, you shoot, you might as well, we might as well get into it. We might as well get into it. It's a short week. We're going to be back at it again on Thursday, so you can't give all the content up. Um, but we might as well get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, let me tell you something, man. There wasn't a lot of good. But the good that did stand out stood out very strong, very strong. So I'm going to start off on the offensive side of the ball and the run game. The run game was absolutely fantastic to see. I know some people don't like that type of football, that brand of football. I do. I like a team that can run, run the ball dominantly, right? That's just me. I, I grew, I don't know, man. I, when you play, when you play ball, and and you play back in the day and you play and you know I mean running back like you know what it takes you know you're saying like you want that you want the feel you want the you want to be able to 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 contribute to this team by pounding and grounding the rock and all that good stuff so the fact that we've been complaining and been wanting and been praying for us to get a run game back it was nice to see that we established that this game now mind you Josh Allen was going through a bit of a I don't know what you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? But when your quarterback is going through it mentally, you got other guys that you can lean on. And that is exactly what happened. The Bills leaned on the run game. 
and that they did. So Ken Dorsey dug into that bag and made sure that we established ourselves in the run. And just to be, just to make yourself understand, 33 rush attempts. We had more rush attempts than we had passing. 27 pass attempts and 33 run attempts. That right there is exactly what Bills fans have been wanting to see. But what took so freaking long? It's not like we lack the talent in the backfield. We don't. We actually lessened the load by moving on from Zach Moss. All right, so now you've got, you know what I'm saying, we've got rid of the, you know, the bulky, you know, we power back. Maybe that doesn't work for our system. Okay, so now you got your, you got your elusive back in Devin Singletary, and you've got your speed back, your one cut back in James Cook. And it was lovely to see what James Cook was able to do when he's got more than 10 carries instead of this whole three to four yards. Now, I got to keep it a buck, and I got to keep it real. The whole year, James Cook did not impress me, has not been impressing me. I know that he's got all this potential and all this speed and all that great stuff, but every opportunity he got, it was it was like lackluster. It didn't do anything for me. This game, it was really nice to see what James Cook was able to do. I really enjoyed watching his game. And it to the point where I was like, Give this guy the ball more. I want to see more of this guy. I want to see this guy warm up because he's one of those backs. And it's not it's nothing that we didn't know, but he's one of those backs that, you know what I'm saying, get him a crease and he sees that crease. He could be gone for 60. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's nice to know. And it was nice to see. So if Dorsey knows what's good for him, he will continue to tap into the run game. Don't just do it for one game and then move away from it. Because that's, that's what people are going to be paying attention to. That's what teams are going to be paying attention to. Can these Bills really run the rock, or do they choose not to? And based on what I saw, we clearly can run the ball. So it's more of a reason to, to Dorsey not running. Like, what's your reason? His re- it looks like he just doesn't want to. He wants to continue to be the passing team. Well, obviously, when you run the football, the pass is going to suffer a little bit. I wouldn't call it suffer, but you're, gonna not, you're not going to pass as much. But it doesn't look bad at all. I'm watching the San Francisco the San Francisco 49ers take on the Cardinals, and I'm watching I'm watching uh, McCaffrey and and Elijah. I think it was Elijah run the rock, and Garoppolo still still threw for three touchdown passes. Still, you know, still put some yardage up. They still threw the ball in the air, but they're still able to really run the rock, man. So it's really nice to see, and the Bills. Gave you a little bit of that glimpse uh, this past Sunday, and how nice was it? I'm just gonna, I'm actually just gonna try to pull up the uh, the San Fran game. Look, check this out. Garoppolo went 20 for 29, 228 yards. He had four touchdown passes. Four touchdown passes. I have no bones whatsoever if Josh Allen doesn't give me 400 yards passing. He gives me 220 yards, 240 yards, and four touchdown passes. I guarantee you Gabe Davis ain't going to complain. You know, Stephon Diggs ain't going to complain. They're going to be getting their touchdowns. They're going to be getting their yardage. What more What more do you want, right? And then look at the run game. Elijah Mitchell had nine carries for 59 yards, six yards a pop. McCaffrey had seven carries for 39 yards. And then what? they had 159 yards total. 159 yards total. What a balanced game. They had 28 rushes and 29 passing. Now, at the end of the day, Two different teams, two different you know I mean, philosophies, different OC. You know, so you got one that's extremely creative, that's that's got experience in this game, um, and you have one that's just on the come up. 
right? But it's it's nice to see. Look, they put 38 freaking points up. 38 points up with nobody really going ham. You know what I'm saying? But it was just nice to see that these guys had the balance. So what we saw from the Bills was really nice. These guys were able to run the freaking rock, and uh, we were able to run for 170 freaking yards. Let's go, man. That's the type of shit that I'm on. I'm on. That's what time it is for me, man. Get my team to, to me, run the rock, and we, we get busy. We're going to get busy. Devin Singletary, 18 carries for, for 86 yards. James Cook, 11 for 86. Good job running game. And kudos to the offensive line for creating the creases, open up the holes, you know I mean, bullying on this defensive front and, and really getting after it. So salute to Ken Dorsey for tapping into the run game and really showing that bill the, to the Bills and to everybody that, yo, we can run the rock. We will run the rock. And uh, we can be a more balanced team. And it looked good. We still put up 31 freaking points. Now, I'm going to talk about how many points we put up, but we we just wanted to we want to stay on the good part. We want to stay on the good part. By the way, shout out to my man Tebow. He says, yo, I'd rather have Trey healthy years to come than rush him now. Well, it's not like we're rushing him. <laughs> He's been ready to come back, you know what I'm saying, for you know, I mean, a couple weeks now, two to three weeks now. So, like, come on now. We've given you, we've given you time. It's not like we're rushing you back. Um, but if he feels he's not ready, that's that's on him. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? They pay you a lot of money. You are a professional. And if the doctors say you are ready to go, you just got to get over that mental hump. But it's it's better, better, easier said than done. It's like going parachuting or you're going bungee jumping. You signed up for it. You walked your you walked your ass up that ladder or whatever, and you got to the end of the and then you want to shake and not go. It's like, hey, man, what do they say? Should I get off the pot? Should I get off the pot, baby? You got to should I get off the pot. But if he's not mentally ready, you know what I'm saying? We, we just got to wait it out. We just got to wait it out. That's just uh, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, but uh, salute to my man Tebow for that uh, for that comment real quick. My man James. What's up, James? James comes in with a super chat. Says, yo, Hines was excellent on special teams. Put him in there. Uh, we're definitely going to put Hines in. I'm going to talk about the special teams because that's part of um, our good uh, for the week. And uh, let's get right right to it. I mean, the run game was the the one good, the one of a few good things that happened in this game. Uh, kudos to the run game. And then we go to the special teams. Naheem Hines, traded for from the Indianapolis Colts, has come to the Bills and has taken over the special teams. Dude is kick returning. Dude is punt returnings. He is explosive. He's the, in my opinion, the most explosive back on our team. And I'm waiting. For Ken Dorsey to utilize him on the offensive side of the ball. I can't stress it enough that I don't want to hear that he's not getting the playbook enough and this, that, and the third because it's complete bullshit to me. If they wanted to put him in the game and they wanted to ease him in, they would have. There are countless players that were traded at deadline that were contributors right off the bat. To name a couple, you've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got uh, James Robinson that went to the Jets. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm missing one more player that, that was traded somewhere and, and was an instant contributor. Well, there's no reason that we can't have a guy like that contributes right off the bat. I, I just, I can't, I won't buy it. I don't buy it. It, it, this is, this is clearly a choice. This is a choice on how they're, they're wanting to use him. And Naeem Hines can't be that guy that comes in and says, yo, why the F did you guys trade for me? If you guys aren't going to use me. Because they're using him, and right now 
he's using he's doing the most that he can on special teams and he's actually really doing extremely well just this past game uh punt returning excuse me a uh, kick return he had three kick returns for 76 yards and average 25 yards a pop and he had a he had a burst of a third excuse me a 32 yarder and uh he also had uh two punt returns for 37 yards and average 18 yards a pop 18 yards a pop on a punt return is extremely great that's that's fantastic 25 yards a pop that's that's solid man that's a nice base a nice base 30 30 and on you know you're nice when you when you're returning that football you know what i'm saying um usually if you get 10 to 12 on punt returns that's cool but at the end of the day bro 18 yards a pop man that's that's that tells me he's gonna pop one soon he's gonna pop one soon somewhere along the line he's gonna pop one soon so uh we're gonna we're gonna find out what's really good man um uh, my man uh War, hey, what's up, Wario? I haven't seen you in a long time, man. Yo, good, got show, di- I'm, I think you're saying good show discipline? Being soft right now? Oh, gotta show discipline. Oh, you gotta show discipline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we all, this, this team's gotta show discipline. There was some penalties that we took that I don't like that we'll get into that. But Naeem Hines, great job on kick return, proper return, fantastic job. But most importantly for special teams, you gotta give it up. We gotta give it up for Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass was nothing short of sensational. My man went six for six. Six for six. One extra point. Dude put up 19 freaking points to help us bury the Cleveland Browns. You know what I'm saying? We did put some points up, but for for 31 points that we put up, damn near almost like more than half of those points went to Tyler Bass. So that's a great it's great to have a reliable kicker. It's great to have a reliable kicker that you can come in and say, hey, man, we need a 55-yarder. Can you nail those one? Got you. Line me up. Let's go. No wind, no elements. Just line me up. Give me a good snap, and I'll put it through. And that's exactly what he did. He put them things through. He went six for six. He had a long of 56. He had two field goals of 50, uh, uh, just under 50 yards. I think it was like a, like, like 40, between 40 and 49. He had two of them. Um, so, Business was booming for Bass. You know what I'm saying? Business was booming for Tyler Bass. And shout out to Tyler Bass in the special teams. They held it down. Um, and you can't you can't ask for it, man. You, this guy did what he's supposed to do. We drafted him for this reason. And he's closing. He's closing right now. So he's only missed, what, two field goals? I think he's he's missed two field goals for the year. Two field goals for the year. So you got to give my man. Let me, I just, I just want to make sure that I know what is uh is true statistics are so this year alone uh tyler bass is give me a second now what's my man tyler bass saying for the year there we go so he's 21 he's 21 for 24 right now he's he's hitting 87 percent of his kicks right now 87.5 um and right now he's he's uh he's six for seven from 40 to 49 and he's two two of three from 50 yards plus so he's automatic from 20 to 29 he's three for three and from 30 to 39 he's 10 for 11 um so we got ourselves an efficient kicker we got ourselves an efficient kicker there's some some kicks where this year you're like well didn't see that one coming but that's one guy that i depend on and i rely on as a fan watching this you're like yo he's got this so um but we don't want to ever allow the kicker to dictate if we win or lose the game but Sometimes this game, that's the way the cookie crumbles. It's a game of inches. And sometimes your kicker has to be the one to nail it. So 
we'll we'll go from there. So salute to Tyler Bass, salute to the special teams, uh, salute to the run game. Last but not least, salute to the run defense. Run defense was absolutely sensational on top of things. Oh, you know what? Thank you, Bill. Bill Kaniski. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that, man. Uh, one block kick. I think there was one block kick. I don't think it was two block kicks. We had one blocked kick on top of that. Uh, so, yo, thank you for that, man. So, special teams was on it, man. We blocked their kick. We went six for six on our kick. So, salute. Salute to special teams. They really came in and did their thing, man. Bill Kalisi, well done, man. Well done, well done. My man, Martin Bradstreet. Yo, what's up, Martin? Martin says, yo, Rico on point as always. Bass was marvelous. Uh, he was our large mouth bass on Sunday. Our trophy fish is in our... <laughs> our trophy fish in our win. Hope your birthday was sensational, my bud. Yes, my birthday was excellent. Thank you for asking. And thank you guys for uh, give, uh, sending the well wishes, whether it was through, you know, saying social media um, and, you know, sending some text and so on and so forth. Appreciate the love. The birthday was fantastic. And uh, and uh, listen, I can't ask for any more. Can't ask for a new one. And it was uh, it was great, man. It was very good. Um, so for the for the good. I gotta go one more one more thing. Uh, any chance we get OBJ still? OBJ is looking at other teams, it's like not us right now. You never know. This guy. I mean, I'll give you my theory on on OBJ um, later on, but um, I'll just tell you right now, OBJ, whether he's coming to Buffalo or not, I think he had his friend Von Miller hype things up for him, get suitors out there for him, so they can build the buzz up. So that way, when he's ready to return, then he's got. He's got suitors, right? Nothing worse than when you're coming off of a big time injury and you got no suitors. You got your agent making your phone calls. You want to you want to strike the buzz up, and I think Von Miller helped him get the buzz going. Um, Von Miller's secure him where he's at. I'm here in Buffalo for, you know I mean, the next three years at least. So I'll try to get my guy in, but if he doesn't, he's still my homie. And if he gets somewhere uh, where he gets his money and gets paid and does what he does, I did my job as a friend. Because let's not forget, these guys are friends. You know what I'm saying they're not just like oh I run I run you know I, I see him in the, I see him in the summertime no 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 these guys are buddies so if I can help my homie get a job I'm always gonna help my homie get a job you know what I'm saying that's the way I look at it but anyway uh last but not least good uh the one the the other good that stands out to me was our run defense our run defense was fantastic and you know what what else was fantastic the cake that I had for my birthday my cake that my wife brought down for me was fantastic and then i had cake later on and that was even better so uh if you catch what i'm saying you good so um it was good times now this run defense we held nick chubb if not the best running back in the league right now to less than 20 yards rushing and it's not like he had like two or three rushes he had enough touches that he could do damage and he's done damage to other people but the bills we were stout in our run defense. We were able to take him away. We were able to stifle that run that run offense, and uh, our defense came through, led by Von Miller, Daquan Jones, um, Ed Oliver had a solid interior game today. So listen, man, uh, excuse me, Sunday, very good output, and this was without Greg Rousseau, and he's one of our better run defenders. This was out. This was that without Greg Rousseau. We had the likes of Shaq Lawson coming in and contributing, and we know how strong um, Shaq Lawson is in the run defense. But we had a really, really good game plan, and the game plan was executed. We did not allow the the Cleveland Browns to run amok. We did not allow Wyatt Teller to come in and push us around. That was not happening. The Bills stayed strong. 
we kept that man to 1.4 yards a carry, something stupid. Um, and they should be proud of themselves for that, man. 14, there you go, Bill Kinski. Kinski, 14 carries for 19 yards. If my math is correct, it's like, what, 1.4 yards a pop? So, yeah, man, good freaking job defense, man. You can't even hit on that. Let me see what it was right. Yeah, 1.4 yards a carry. You know what I'm saying? He had one long run of 12 yards, but we had him in the backfield multiple times. Ed Oliver was one of them that had him at least twice. So kudos to the run defense. The run defense was fantastic, and we'd love to see more of that because the last few games, I'm going to tell you, man, I was a little worried that Nick Chubb was going to come in and run amok on us. But the last few games, this the defense kind of, you know what I'm saying, let some, some big runs happen, right? 200, yard, 200 yards against the Green Bay Packers. That's how, I sound like a broken record, but that's what it was. 200 yards against the Green Bay Packers. 170 yards um, against the New York Jets. That put up three points against the Patriots. Like, go figure. What the hell? How do we lose to the freaking Jets, man? I know that we lost because we gave the ball away, but, like, my goodness, man, Wilson is garbage. And we let these guys do that to us? Golly, that kills me. Anyway, so... 174 to the Jets and then 147 to the Vikes. So we we there was some bleeding happening. We were we were kind of we were leaked. You know, what I'm saying they they hit us on the they hit us on the nose and we were leaking a little bit. So we had to get we had to go to the cut man and kind of cut us up a little bit and keep us keep us night because the fight goes on. So we can't be you know we can't be entering the fight with a with a leaky nose. You know, what I'm saying so they they patched us up when we were straight and the defense looks fantastic. So shout out to the defense. Shout out to. More specifically, the run defense. We had the mentality to stop the run, and we did. Shout out to that. Um, and that's the that's what stands out to me from the good, uh, the bad, the ugly. And in terms of the good, that's those are the three things that stood out. Special teams, run defense, run offense. Shout out, uh, shout out to you guys over there. Now, it wasn't all good. It wasn't all good. And there were some moments where I was like, oh, my goodness. What is happening? Well, let's start off with this. In the first half. In the first half, we were absolutely buns. When I tell you we were buns, we were absolutely freaking buns, man. We couldn't get anything going. At one point, there was 10 to 3 Cleveland. 10 to 3 Cleveland, bro. Like, what? I was, I, I was, I was shocked. I was like, what's going on? We needed to get it. We need to get that thing together. So at one point, I'm looking at this, this offense. I was like, yo. The way we're playing right now, it doesn't look like Josh Allen is ready to play. It doesn't look like this, this, this offensive passing game is anywhere near what we were doing the first six weeks. What is happening? Is it time to push that panic button? You know what I'm saying? Because some people were saying, what's going on? Um, if you lose this game, what's happening? And it wasn't looking good in the first half. The first half, wow, Josh Allen would just wasn't himself. At one point, I looked at the I looked at his uh, his passing statistics. He didn't target he didn't target Josh uh, excuse me Stefan Diggs not once in the first quarter. Second quarter, late in the second quarter, that's only that's the one time that you had a a reception from from our guy. You know what I'm saying, Stefan Diggs, our best receiver, one of the best in the game, and you're not targeting him in the first quarter. That's that's appalling, right? So I'm looking at this this offense, and I'm like, this is not good football. This is bad football. We aren't doing anything right right now. And the first half was just god-awful. Ken Dorsey was calling some bullshit. He was, he was getting these guys doing jet sweeps and doing this bull. Like it just was not working. Nothing was working. So there was no flow. Now, I will give them a small, a small morsel of, of love, or I guess 
if you want to call it an excuse, you know what I'm saying? But they, they didn't practice all week. They did not practice all freaking week. So like, how are you expecting to perform in your job when there was no rehearsal, right? It's like me, Pierre and Bobby were part of a band and we've been doing this band forever. And then we split up, you know what I'm saying? And then we want to get back together. Let's get back. Let's get the band back together. I'm on, I'm on base. You know what I'm saying? Bobby, <laughs> Bobby's on the drums and Pierre's on the microphone ready to sing. And we haven't rehearsed all week and we perf- we're trying to perform in front of people and give them a good show. It's going to be rough because we're not in tune. We're not on key with one another. You know what I'm feeling? So that's what the bills look like. They look like a band getting back together. But no, no, there was no continuity with one another. So it took some time to warming up until they played a, a song that they all know and they can play in their sleep. And then they were back at it. So that's what that's what happened with, with the bills. The bills have to just, you know, so play that one song together. That, the, those two or three plays that always work and get the mojos going and, uh, and away you go. So uh, salute to uh, what we were able to do. But the offense in the first half was absolutely terrible. They were bad. Uh, shout out to my man, Carl. Carl comes in with a super chat and says, hey, what a healthy team. Um, what a healthy team until now. Decimated by injuries this year. But thanks to the quality depth, we're not only keeping our head above water, but we're seven and three. Absolutely. That's why that win was that was crucial. We needed that win. But boy, oh boy, it was rough in the first quarter. It was rough in the first quarter until we started to somewhat get our act together in the second, and then we never looked back. Uh, we had some moments where, you know, what I'm saying we had we faltered a few times, but like we 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 were we weren't we weren't so bad. But the first half, terrible. It was bad. It was no good. Um, and more specifically, the first quarter. It, I wanted nothing to do with that. Uh, let's talk about it. Josh was bad in the first half. Josh was bad. He was overthinking things. He was overthrowing. He was underthrowing. He was off the mark. Um, just did not look like himself. I'm I'm watching the game, and I can't. You can't tell me you guys weren't watching the same same thing I'm watching. I'm sitting there going, something's not right. Something's off. I don't know what's going on with Josh right now, but I this this is this is weird. And whatever this thing that he, that's happening right now, or whatever this thing that's going on through his head, snap out of it. And that's what we were all, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak for a lot of you guys. That's what we were all thinking probably. Snap out of it. This is not you. This is not the Josh Allen that we know. This is not supposed to be the Josh Allen that's guy that's getting paid $250 million. This is not the Josh Allen, you know what I'm saying, that, that led this team to six, to six wins, you know what I'm saying, and two losses. And we sitting here bullshitting with these freaking Cleveland Browns. We can't have that. So get it together. And eventually he started to do that. But Josh Allen was not good in the first half. Now, was it mental? Absolutely. It was all in his head because, you know, he when he wants to when he's on, he is on. He's one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the game. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people want to talk about, but it was his injury, his elbow. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. I didn't buy it last week when we played the Vikings. Um, and and I'll, I can't say I didn't buy it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, he got nicked up. It was it, he did get nicked up, but then that same very moment, he that when he got hit, the very next play he threw a 70 yard bomb on the money. So like, was he banged up? I'm sure he was. Was it worse than than um, than it looked? Did it look worse on the TV? I think so personally. That's just my opinion. I could be way off. I ain't in the room. Um, but I'm not buying the whole elbow situation. 
I think he prepared himself well enough to play last week, excuse me, against, against the Vikings, and he played decent, except for those those interceptions. Um, but this week, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the elbow situation, I ain't buying it. He was not good. And then he started to get his act together and we started playing a little better football. But boy, oh boy, it wasn't good. So um, and la- and let me see. So Josh Allen, not good in the first half. First half offense, terrible. Um, just not good. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything that stood out to me that was that was bad. Ken Dorsey's play calling was a little suspect. I don't want to call it bad because it wasn't bad, but I wasn't going, oh, great play call. I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? The designing was weird. But uh, one thing I did like was that he was able to, you know what I'm saying, get the run game going, which we talked about before. But there were some moments where this, there just was no continuity. But lack of practice, lack of being able to get with your guys, we'll do that. We'll definitely do that. So we'll see how that plays out. So that's the bad for me. Josh, in the first half, the offense in the first half was not great. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, other things. We just came out flat. It's just there's no there's no and if buts about it. We just came out straight up flat, and and that was it. Um, and that's 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 it that stood out for me for bad. Like anything else for you guys stand out to you bad? Here's another bad that stood out to me: the fact that we we don't want to you we 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 are choosing not to utilize Naheem Hines. We traded for the man. There comes a time where you're like, okay. Let get him in there. Let me put some packages together, and we continue to just allow him to be on special teams, which is doing excellent job, by the way. But I would love to see more of Naeem Hines on the field. I need to see more of him and to get him involved because you get a guy like that involved, dangerous, 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 dangerous. But right now we're sitting here messing around. So I'd like to see more of that man on the field, right? So uh, my man Marshall, what's up, Marshall? Marshall says, man, you can't say that it doesn't affect him at all. Although maybe not at all, but definitely affected him. I'm sure it affected him last week a little bit, but this week, I think this was more about what uh, what was up here and what's been going on up here rather than what what this what what was happening with his elbow. That's just what it is, man. Because it, it wasn't anything physical; it was all mental. It was like getting out of his break because we've lost two games in a row. You can't go and lose three. And on top of that, what's looming over his head is that he's been turning the freaking football over. When you're turning the football over twice a game for three games straight, that will get on you. So every throw you make, you're you're overanalyzing it. Did I put too much on there? Maybe I should take a little bit off. Uh, maybe I should lob that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? There was moments that you could tell that he was just thinking, right? So once he started to just allow himself to just be free, he started to look like the old Josh Allen that we know, right? And look, we get away, we come away with the offense, with the with the win. And he doesn't turn the ball over. That's the Josh we want. That's the Josh we want. Um, Scott Blakely comes in and says, I keep hearing that narrative, all rookies in the back of our defense. Who? Benford? Who else? All right, we're going to get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, Stephen Belize says, Yo, when things don't look like they're going according to the plan, he's learning how to adapt. Well, he's not a rookie. He's not a rookie. He's not a second-year player, nor is he a third-year player. He's a fifth-year player. You know what I'm saying? So, like learning to adapt, you just gotta process it quick, quicker. That's that's the that's the beauty of being in the league long enough that you've seen some things in your time, so you should be able to process things faster. Um, so he's just it's it's all in his head, man. It's all in his head. At least what it looks like to us on TV watching, because we know what he's capable of doing. It's just we haven't. We just you know what I'm saying we got to get that back out there. 
So everybody's just got to be on the same page. And once we do get on the same page, it's over with, man. We'll we'll be right, we'll be right on it and we'll be ready to go, man. Uh, shout out to my man Jeff King. What's up, Jeff? What's happening, man? Yo, hopefully Dorsey comes up with a way to utilize motor and cook more now after this game. You damn right. That's what I talked about earlier. If you weren't here, Jeff, that I loved what Ken Dorsey was able to do. He established a run, he committed to the run, and boy, did it look good. What I really don't want him to do is tease all of Bill's mafia and give us a great run game for the game that we just watched and then abandon it next week and go back to, you know what I mean, throwing the football left, right, center and having no balance because this game was a balanced game. It was balanced. We ran the ball more than we passed. Very balanced. And the beautiful thing about this whole thing was we were able to run the football when the opposing team knew we were going to run the football and we were, we were running it with success. That's, that's what I've been wanting, right? Running the football, letting and and allowing this team to know we're going to run the football, but you got to be able to stop us. And we have elusive, good enough backs that we can do those things. But that's up to our offensive coordinator to actually make that happen and facilitate. You know what I'm saying? That's what it comes down to. Now, um, bad. That's what stood out to me for bad. Uh, th- those very things. And I'm going to go right to ugly. What stood out to me? What was ugly? Uh, but before I do... My man James says, yo, Rico, yes, we were flat first half, but we played a clean, uh, we played clean and went into the halftime up by three. Let's keep that in perspective. Absolutely. Definitely keep that in perspective. First half and, uh, excuse me, first quarter and a majority of the second quarter, we weren't playing well until we really started to get together at the end of the half. That's why we went up and took that score and then we got the ball back and then the rest is history. But a uh, great point nonetheless. Now, we talked about the good. We talked about the bad. Boy, let's get into the ugly. Because right now, straight up, the defensive backfield was atrocious. The defensive backfield was absolutely ugly. No disrespect. With all due respect, no disrespect, whatever you're going to call it. Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. I think he's had a bad rap. I think he did pretty decent when 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 he had his time in New England. Uh, when he had to take over for a little bit, I think he had a. I think he did pretty decent uh, when he was with the Colts. I think he got unfairly um, removed when um, I think it was it Philip Rivers came over, right? They moved. They moved on from him, and uh, right where he's at right now, um, he's done a decent job to try to keep these guys afloat. Not great, but decent. But this game, Jacoby Brissett did everything and anything he wanted to us. He had. Over how many completions? He had 28 completions. 28 completions, 324 yards. And it's not like he was only, it was garbage stats. They were in it right up until the end. Those weren't garbage stats. Like he was throwing the ball to move the chains, to score, right? 324, 28 completions, almost eight yards, eight yards a pop. Eight yards. Can you imagine? He's throwing the football 41 times. And any every time he completed the football, he was averaging out of 20, 20 completions, eight yards of pop. Dude, you feel me? So, um, and we didn't really, it's not like we sacked him a lot. He was only sacked once. Um, and that was, I think, by, by uh, it was close by Vaughn Miller, but I, I think with Matt Milano. Matt Milano had him on that blitz, right? And he had a, a rating of 116 on the Bills secondary. Golly, we were absolutely terrible. We were terrible in the backfield. My goodness, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to be more specific soon, but not good. It was ugly. Um, 
Scott Blake says, you put Josh Allen on training wheels, you have a fish out of water, period. It's true, man. You got to let that man get off the training wheels. But sometimes you have the, you have, sometimes you have, a, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's, that should be on training wheels just a little longer because you're too wild. Slow the F down. You're too wild. We're going to take those things off. I know you don't need them, but we're going to take them off soon. But until you can show me that you're in control, I'm going to put those things on. And I'm hoping that, you know what I'm saying, they take off the training wheels next week and they let this man fly and let him do what he does. You know what I'm saying? But, Jeff, I totally, I listen, Scott, I totally get what you're saying, man. Um, putting, put Josh Allen on those training wheels, you got to let him, you got to let him fly. You got to let him do what he does. Because when he's in his element, he's one of the most unstoppable uh, players in this league. He's, he's that good. He's that good. Now, back to this defensive backfield. Now, before I cook this defensive backfield, because cooking is what the Cleveland Browns did to this defensive backfield, um, there were some moments that Dane Jackson had a couple, you know, break, pass breakups. Cool. Um, Jordan Poyer, the return of Jordan Poyer was was definitely felt. You can tell these guys were, you know what I'm saying, a little more in, in check, if you will. And Poyer made some plays himself. He had a big breakup on David Njoku on the on a corner route. And uh, he also had to stick him on a on a tight end screen. They tried to run a tight end screen, and he was all over it. So salute to Jordan Poirier. But Jordan Poirier didn't have the greatest game himself. I didn't have the PFF grades, but I'm sure the PFF grades for Jordan Poirier weren't like weren't stellar. weren't stellar. My man got hurtled into next week from David and Joku, and David and Joku had some ups on him. He jumped right over Jordan Poirier. You know what I'm saying and it's just a terrible look when somebody gets when somebody gets hopped over. That that shows that you're not. You're not looking, number one, and you've got your shoulder in and you're going into nothing. It's just one of those things. Now, having to tackle someone way bigger than you, I can't imagine that's fun, but that's why you guys get paid. But nonetheless, this defensive backfield got absolutely cooked. They got manhandled. Listen, Amari Cooper absolutely abused Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson, for the most part this year, has been mediocre mediocre you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna say he's been some he was a bum but he hasn't been excellent either he's been mediocre but this game he was god awful he was awful he was getting turned around he was getting beat left right center he was they played with him they played with him is what they did they said this is who we're gonna go after we know the tendencies of this guy he doesn't ever look back when you have him beat just do what you do because he doesn't look back. He's not going to turn around and get you, get an interception. If Unless it's a tip ball or he's in zone coverage, he ain't going to be able to cover you one-on-one. He's not fast enough. His his play was on display. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Go back. Go back and go back to the Kansas City game. Go back to the Kansas City game and watch the play that ended the game when Teron Johnson jumps the route and picks off Pat Mahomes. Look who was trailing behind the receiver. Yup, you guessed it, Dane Jackson. And it wasn't like a yard behind. This man was like two to three yards behind him. You know what I'm saying? If Dane Jackson wasn't there, that's a completion for sure. So something's got to give. You know what I'm saying? So, but guess what? That's all we got right now. We got Xavier Rhodes, Xavier Rhodes. We've got Dane Jackson. We've got Christian Benford. And then we got Cam Lewis, and we all saw what happened to Cam Lewis last week. He got absolutely mossed. He got Jeffersoned. He got Jeffersoned. Exactly what happened because Jefferson was their daddy in the backfield all week 
He was he was the Vikings just did what they wanted. Kirk Cousins was looking like Kirk O'Bangs, man. That boy was doing it, man. We we had no answer. We had no answer. So I even had to the to the point where I'm like, how many how many receivers have cooked us this year? How many receivers have cooked this year and had really good years against us? Because we we've been masking this number one defense, but like we've been putting up a lot of points. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we made a lot of teams one-dimensional, and they've cooked us on the back end. So then we, I had, um, uh, I got. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Damn it, I don't know who, who did it to us, but somebody sent me um, a pic of the statistics of receivers that have gone against us, right? So, so check this out. Cooper Cup, week one, had 13 receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown. Okay? Jalen Waddle, four receptions for 100 yards. George Pickens, remember that game? George Pickens was all over Kyrie Elam's ass. Juju Schmidt-Schuster, right? Juju, five receptions, 113 yards. Remember that big, we let that big reception happen, but it did happen, right? Week eight, Romeo Dubs, four receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown. Week nine, Garrett Wilson. Y'all remember that one? I can't believe we lost to the Jets, but Garrett Wilson, eight receptions, 92 yards. What the fuck, man? Right? Week 10, you already know what happened. Justin Jefferson, 10 receptions, 193 yards. He Jefferson'd us. He sunned us all freaking game long. And last but not least, Amari Cooper, eight receptions, 113 yards, two touchdowns off of 12 targets. Fam, we've been getting cooked in the back end. We've been getting cooked in the back end. Thank goodness. That we've been putting up points, but my goodness, man! And I and here's the thing, I I rhyme off those receivers going off on us. Now, a lot of the time, a lot. I mean, most of this year, these teams have been playing catch up, right? They're trying to score on us, so I I understand that they're going to put some statistics because they're catch up mode, so they're in pass mode. But my goodness, man, these are big numbers. 128 yards for Cooper Cup. Jalen Waddle, four receptions, 100 yards. He, I think he had, did he get into the end zone that game? I'm not sure if he did. Maybe he did. Right, George Pickens was a was a beast. Then you had Juju Miss Juju had a big game. Garrett Wilson had a big game on us. Ten reception for Jefferson. Come on, son. We gotta be better in the back end. We gotta be better in the back end. And we let listen, man. I know that I mean Scott Blakely mentions it, and I gotta bring it up. Dane Jackson is Levi Wallace. I don't think Levi Wallace would allow things like this to happen because Levi, I'm gonna this is where I'm gonna give Levi love here. Levi would get burnt on a game in one game, but then guess what? He would turn back around and make up for it on an interception. You're like, holy crap, who did that? Levi Wallace. So he'd have one bad game and then turn it up the next game. 
So that's why we had a hate, a love hate relationship with with Levi Wallace because Levi Wallace have games where like, oh my God, it's Levi. But then you have games where like he's the guy that steps up and has an interception. You know what I'm saying? So it goes hand in hand sometimes. But Dane Jackson, man to man coverage, never looks back. Just his back is to him. Just just getting sun, man. Dane Jackson had an awful game. He knows it. There's no shame against it. You're going to have these games, but we just can't have them anymore. Christian Benford was no better. Christian Benford was getting his, his lunch ate. Nobody fared well in this game. And we played Jacoby Brissett. It wasn't like we were playing a top five quarterback. We weren't even playing a top 10 quarterback. And he dotted us up like that. Now, well, we, we, you know, we're going through some injuries. We didn't have Tremaine Edmonds. I totally get that part. We don't have Tredavious White. I get that part. But you can't, we can't allow this mess to happen. That that defense, this defense is supposed to be, listen, in terms of allowing points, we're eighth in the league. We are eighth ranked, I think we're fifth ranked uh, defense in terms of points allowed. But my goodness, man, we're letting these guys put too many points, too many yards on us, gain yards, right? We're bending and we're becoming a bend, not break. We're, we're more of a break defense. We should be a, break your ass type of defense now we're missing some guys but golly man i expect way better this performance put on by dane jackson this performance put on by damar hamlin this performance like the whole backfield got cooked you know what i'm saying and we can't have that we almost let these guys get back in the game we almost let these guys get back in the game and have a chance we had this we were up what 20 23 to 10 or 27 to 10 or 28 to 10 at one point. I can't remember what it was. We hit so many damn field goals. I think we were at 28 to 10 at one point. And we let these guys jump back in it. Like, come on, son. Come on, son. Like, like every one of them. And Poirier was no... Listen, Poirier was great in the first half. Second half, you're part of the problem, too. You're part of the problem, too. I'm not just going to get the corners on getting cooked. Safeties were getting cooked, too. Teron Johnson was getting cooked just as much. A lot of the damage that was done... Like Amari Cooper was done a lot on Teron Johnson, but we don't we we don't want to talk about that. Those are the facts, folks. It wasn't a good game for the defensive backfield. It was ugly. This is the point. We do the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm not gonna sit here and save someone and and but who is a no nah, the whole defensive backfield was atrocious. It was ugly. It wasn't good. It was disgusting. It was nasty. I never want to see that type of performance ever again. Leslie Frazier, I hope they locked those boys up in a room and said, press play. Watch this. Fam, what are we doing? We're better than that. You know what I'm saying? But the one that stood out the most, man, was Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson, boy, oh boy, they took him for they took him for everything. They took him for everything. You know what I'm saying? It, it was to the point where like he was wearing sweatpants and he's got no pockets. And they still robbed his ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give me everything you got. I ain't got no pockets. I don't give a shit. Give me your shoes. Give me, give, give me it all. It was bad. So hopefully you learn from this. Right, you pull a Levi Wallace, where Levi Wallace gets owned one game, he comes back, turns it around, and shows us what he's made of. You know what I'm saying? My man Brian Barrows, what's up, Brian? Brian says, Yo, Dane is not a good athlete at all, man. He can't play man. The likes of the receivers were seeing seventh round pick for a reason. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I was and you made a good point because I'm about to tell you who we have in the backfield, right? Dane Jackson, seventh rounder. Christian Benford, sixth rounder. Jamar Hamlin, fifth rounder. You know what I'm saying? Like, need I go on? We have a lot of mid, mid-round guys that are manning the backfield right now. If you go to our defensive front, our defensive line, 
Ed Oliver, first rounder. Von Miller, first rounder. Greg Rousseau, first rounder. Boogie Basham, second rounder. We have, I mean, you see what's happening. You see what you see what's happening on the defensive line. You know what I'm saying? Now we have some anomalies. We have some 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 moments where you you have a guy like Matt Milano playing extremely well, fifth rounder. He's playing MVP caliber type of football, Pro Bowl caliber type of football. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I say all of this to say I'm th- I'm so happy this this it's behind us. It's all behind us, and we can. We can focus on this game coming up because these boys, I hope y'all forget about that performance because that performance was dog shit. That performance was dog shit. That was absolutely ugly. Now, that being said, (laughs) we got to get to it because with ugly performances, you got to put somebody on the milk carton candidate as a milk carton candidate. And we had several candidates to be on this milk carton. And can I only put one player on the milk carton? Can I? I don't know if I could just if I could if I could just put one player. <laughs> Scott Blakely's like, yo, man, the entire defensive backfield goes on the the uh <laughs> except for Poirier. No, no, no. Poirier, Poirier is part of the backfield. So this is the way I look at it, man. The whole damn DB room is going on there. And there's four sides to this damn carton. So you're getting Benford. I'm getting, I'm getting Hamlin, I'm getting Poyer, and I'm freaking putting Dane Jackson on that bitch. All four of you suckers are on this milk carton because y'all, y'all went missing, man. Y'all went missing. When we, when we need you guys to, you know, what I mean, close shit down, and I get it, give them the chunk plays because that's what they're gonna. But they didn't take chunk plays. They took the whole thing. They were, they were, they were throwing the football downfield. They were scoring, like fam. My buddy had three touchdown passes, and he had two of them that were dropped in the end zone. Two dropped. Nah, fam. No, 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 no. We, the whole defensive backfield is on this carton. Point blank, period. You know what I'm saying? It was not a good one. Now, the beautiful thing about this milk carton is I throw it out every week. You know what I'm saying? I throw it out every week. I drink milk. I need to get my, will, I need to get my milk in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have the milk carton for this week. I really hope nobody's on there you know what i'm saying i don't want to give it out but this week it had to be done milk carton the whole freaking bills defensive backfield it just was not good we got dotted up by jacoby Brissett, and it's that's listen man i'm gonna throw it listen throw throw mcdermott on that too man throw mcdermott and freaking lizzie frazier all y'all all y'all man you're all the former dbs shame shame on y'all man i need i need i we need the uh, toronto oh shit i forgot to put toronto johnson on there <laughs> Yo, Teron Johnson, you need to get on there. You put him on the bottom. Put him on the bottom of that. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Look, actually make him share share a screen with Dane Jackson. All five of those guys, man. Y'all deserve it. Y'all are on that that milk carton. Uh, every one of y'all. Every everyone last of y'all. Yo, Brian Byers, I appreciate that, man. Because I, I forgot. I almost forgot to put these guys on there. Teron Johnson had to play better. He's gotten beaten a couple times, bro. It's not the first time, nor will it be the last. He's not great in coverage. He's not great in coverage, but he is one. He is someone that is tends to be in good position. But he's such a great overall player, a great tackler. He he fits the run game so well that we tend to overlook it, right? When he makes plays like getting the interception against Pat Mahomes, you give him a pass. You know what I mean? But listen, man, the pass was being given up from Jacoby Brissett to Mark Cooper, and you guys were all on the receiving end. So every last one of y'all 
are on that damn carton. Tehran, Poyer, Hamlin, the Benford, and Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson leading the way, though. <laughs> he leading the way. That 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 little screen, you see that screen right there? Where that's Dane Jackson's face is gonna be right there. And then that's the one face you'll see, and then the rest are all over the place. But anyway, I digress. I digress. Uh, my man Scott Blake says, yo, breaking news, Bill's just allowed another third and nine. Yo, oh, Scott. Come on, Scotty. We, we're trying to we're we're trying to now breathe new air. Now that we're out with the, the milk carton. And we know what I'm saying we 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 branded these guys as the milk carton. We got it. We got it. We got things to move on to. We got to play the Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions came out and 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 got a win last week. They got the, they got themselves their win. Um, they 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 got a win that I did not expect. I didn't expect to see the Detroit Lions take down Brian Dable and the New York Football Giants. Did not see that coming. Jared Goff didn't have a massive game, though. It wasn't like it was a crazy game. It's just that things didn't fall New York's way. Daniel Jones had 340 yards passing. But those turnovers will get you. Those turnovers will get you. He had two. He took two sacks and threw two interceptions. Right? Saquon Barkley, not effective. They had 89 yards passing. Uh, and... Uh, Justin Jackson, I mean, looking, when you look over the Detroit Lions, what they did, they had 37 rush attempts for 160 yards. So Jamal Williams is their, their lead back. This guy had three touch, he had three run touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns in this last game. Justin Jackson, the speed back, had nine carries for 66 yards. Jamal Williams, 17 for 64. DeAndre Swift is back. He had five for 20. And this is the crazy thing. I know he's coming back from injury, but Jamal Williams getting a lion's share of carries is craziness. This is your first-round draft pick. That's craziness to me. So five for 20. But if you guys watched, if you guys watched Hard Knocks, they were like, listen, Deuce Staley was getting on Swiss ass. Yo, be tougher. I need you to be, you know what I'm saying, aggressive. I need you to hit that shit hard. Like, Swift wasn't doing that. He's more of a finesse back. And Deuce is like, nah, man, you, you want to run for this team? You got to run like Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams will let you have it, man. So... We're going up against a Lions team that they want to establish some. They're trying to establish themselves as a running team. Thank goodness we have the run defense that we have. So Jared Goff is going to have to throw the rock. Is going to have to do. Is going to have to throw the rock. So Detroit receiving Amon Ross St. Brown, slot receiver extraordinaire. This boy is nice in the slot. He can move. So we're going to have to. Teron Johnson's going to have his hands full. He's going to have his hands full. Khalif Raymond, another speed guy from the Tennessee Titans. I remember him very well. You got Brock Wright, Tom Kennedy, DeAndre. So they don't got that dude. They don't have the Amari Cooper. They don't have Justin Jefferson. They don't have that guy. So Bills should be able to bring it to the front doorstep of the Detroit Lions. We should. We should be able to get back on track. The question to this video is, are the Bills back on track after the win against the Cleveland Browns? Like I said, we were riding our bike. The chain fell off the, you know what I'm saying? The chain fell off the gears. We, we, we pulled that little metal part down. We put the chain back on the gears. We're about to find out what gear we're going to jump right back into. And I, I hope that we go up and we just guns a blazing. We put up a 40 burger on this Lions defense so we can get back into the mojo of things. And then we face the Patriots the following week. And guess what? The Patriots want us bad. 
If you don't think the Patriots won us bad, the last time that they faced us, we played a complete game. We absolutely shit all over the Patriots. And Bill Belichick remembers it vividly, vividly. We sent those boys packing. So those boys are going to be coming. So we can't be thinking about the Patriots because we're not in the position to be thinking about ahead of a team because we just crawled ourselves out of an 0-2 hole. So we need to get our shit together, get our shit together, and focus on this Detroit Lions team and just hang it on those boys. We just need to. This It's a game that we need to do that. We, need, we can't just get a mediocre win. I know a win is a win, but when you put it on a team, like the Dallas Cowboys putting it on the Vikings, you you listen, the Vikings, the Vikings didn't see that one coming. And as for the Dallas Cowboys, that's a great complete win. 40, 40 to 3. You ran all over these guys. Boy, you better stop, man. I'm telling you, man. So we need to hang it on these Detroit Lions. I don't give a fuck who they are. I don't care that you know what I'm saying we haven't won in years. I don't give up. You know what I'm saying? We need to hang it on these guys, man. If we have to put 50 points on them and let them know what's good on Thanksgiving and let everybody enjoy a good Thanksgiving, that's what we need, man. This game is, is listen, this game is coming on Thursday. So, like, this might be a moment where we need, like, this huge win, like, especially with a short week. Maybe it's good for us to just, just reset quick and get back into this game quick. I just hope that we recovered quick enough so that way we can get there and then just put the beat to, to put, just beat the brakes off them. We need to beat the brakes off of them all. Aaron Glenn's defense is not good. They don't. He does that defense is poor. We should be able to just do what we need to do against this damn defense, man. Rodrigo, Rodrigo ain't gonna do shit. This ain't freaking. You know what I'm saying? This ain't hard knocks. You know what I'm saying? This this is regular season. We're in the month of November. We're going into December. This is where football matters. At the end of November or in December, this is where football matters. We're seven and three. Everything is open. Everything is fully open for the number one spot. The only thing I do not like is that we are 0-2 in our own division. I really hate that. I hate that with a passion. We are 0-2. But listen, man, the Dolphins are 7-3. They lead the division for now. We got the Bills at 7-3. We got Baltimore at 7-3. We've beaten Baltimore head-to-head. We, we faced the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals very shortly. We've already beaten Cleveland. We've already beaten Pittsburgh, and we beat Baltimore. Let's make this a clean sweep when we go and play face the Baltimore Ravens. We've already beaten Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are seven and three, right? The only team that's got one win more than us is the Kansas City Chiefs, and we've already taken them down. So we're good. We just have to string these wins along, and that number one spot is still there for the taking. I really want that number one spot, that, that buy is something that I really I want this I want this for this team so badly so we can now be in full control. Maybe these two losses were something we needed so we can get our act together. Nonetheless, we need to get our shit together. And it starts with the Cleveland Browns. We took them down. We got back. We got out of our hole. Got all the bullshit out of the way. And now we're on to Detroit. You know what I'm saying? And like my man, my man Andrew Lipson said, man. Three, we listen. Where, where I saw that Dolphins. The Dolphins have three tough road games coming up. Who do the Dolphins have? Let me just let's go take a look at what the Dolphins have because I know I was talking to Kevin and Kevin says our next game isn't so bad, but it's the next three after that that are pretty tough. But um, who do the Dolphins have? Let's take a look at who the Dolphins have. Let's see. Let's look at our opponents. 
and who they who they're going to be facing. So right now, the Dolphins. So right now they're on a four game win streak. And don't forget, guys, they started off the season three and zero. Then they went on a three game losing streak. I know it was without Tua, and then once Tua came back, it was on. Right? They they beat the the Steelers sixteen ten barely. Um, the Lions they barely beat the Lions thirty one twenty seven. Then they beat the Bears 35 to 32. And then they beat the Browns 39-17. So, like, although they won, they were it weren't they weren't just blasting teams. And the one, the one team they blasted was maybe the Browns. Um, and some would say we blasted them too. And it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I didn't like how we performed, but we still hung 31 points on them. But who they have next is the next four is tough because they've got the Texans, which they should take down the Texans, should. But then they have the Niners, Chargers, then the Bills. Okay, those are three tough matchups that they're going to have. If they can, they can falter against the, the Houston Texans, even better. So that's what, that's what these guys have, right? So the, the, uh, the, the Miami Dolphins in our division, they've got a tough slate. They've got the Texans, not so much. But then they got the Niners, Chargers, then Bills. Those are three tough matchups that they've got to face. And that Bills game, the December 18th, is, is a flexed game. So we're going to see how that plays out. That should be fun. Uh, that sucks because that means I have to take a freaking personal day. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Now, but we play the Patriots. So the Patriots, who do they face? I mean, they're 6-4, and four, so they're, they're getting some wins in. Um, what are the Patriots saying, man? I'd like to see what the Patriots are saying. So the Patriots right now, they're on a three-game win streak. They beat the Jets, they beat the Colts, and they beat the Jets again. So they beat the Jets twice in a row, all right? So they got those guys out of the way. Um, then they have the Vikings, then us, and then the Cardinals. So, like, iffy. So we got to make sure that we take care of business before we play these guys. These guys are playing the Vikings. Hopefully the Vikings are pissed off enough that they come out and, and beat down on the Patriots. We'll see how that plays out. Right. And last but not least, the Jets. What are the Jets saying? I mean, the Jets just they they they, they lost 10 to 3 on a last second punt return for a touchdown to seal the game. Zach Wilson, you son of a bitch, you suck, man. You are buns. And we let your ass beat us. Oh my goodness, man. That's just that's just gross. I can't I'm I, I'm still sick to my stomach that we lost to Zach Wilson. And the freaking Jets. But the Jets, who do they got? Who do the Jets have um coming up? So the Jets are right now, they're 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 feeling it right now. So they uh they they beat us obviously 20 to 17, and uh they they lost to the they lost to the freaking Patriots, then they faced the Bears, Vikings, and they faced us back again. So listen, man, we have once we face these lions, we have the AFC East back to back to back. So we need those three wins back to back to back. We got to take down the Patriots. Then we got to take down the freaking Jets. And then we face the Dolphins. We knew we're the Dolphins where we had them 20, December 18th. We'll see you then. And then we go from there. But losing, like when I look back at the teams that we lost to, I'll give it to Miami Dolphins. I'm not even, I'm not going to give it to the Miami Dolphins because like, Although we lost, I mean, I'm, I'm have rehashing things, but like when I just look at games we lost, we lost to them with a thrown football in the dirt by Josh Allen, lose the game, right? Then we go ahead 
and we lose to freaking um, the Jets, 20 to 17. We already know what happened. Josh Allen threw two picks, true crucial picks. Can't have that happen, 20 to 17. And we couldn't stop freaking Garrett Wilson. Come on, son. And then we lose to the Vikings. And the Vikings, I mean, the amount of times that we could have ended that game and we didn't, and we let them stay in the game and we lose that game. Fourth and 18, we had no business letting that thing ha- happen, but we did. You know what I'm saying? We had no, no business letting DeAndre Hopkins catch that football against, against us when he was with the Cardinals. No business, but it happens. So here we are. Those are, those are our losses. Fellas, those are, ladies, those are our losses, man. Golly. Eight combined points. Eight combined points that we lost those games. Gross. Gross. That's all I'm going to say is that's gross. But anyway, so here we are. Seven and three. The goal is still for that number one spot. We just got to grab that number one spot. But we got to take care of the Detroit Lions first. And Detroit Lions is what's standing in our way right now. So we've got to handle business and uh, and go from there, folks. So that's it for me. I got one more thing to get on to. Um, and then uh, we'll get into it. So we picked our we picked our games last week. Let's see how we did. Because I know the week before we did when we did our pickums, uh yo, I was not, I we did we did terribly. I don't want to hear, well, you made those picks. No, 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 bitch. We made those picks together. You know what I'm saying? We made those picks together. So I said the Bears were going to be Atlanta. We were wrong. Atlanta won that game. But it should have been the Bears to win that game. Terrible. Um, obviously, the Bills beat Phil, uh, We beat Cleveland. Philly just got by Indy. Patriots beat the Jets. That was my upset special. Um, they were The Jets were favored, but I figured the Patriots would win that one. So that my, my upset, I'm, I'm two in a row for upset special. Uh, we said the Saints were going to beat the Rams, and they did. Uh, Baltimore beat the, Pan- the, the Panthers. Go figure. That was a weird game. Uh, Washington over the Texans, the Giants. I thought the Giants were going to beat the um, the Lions, but guess what? That didn't happen. So there we have it. The Raiders over the Broncos. They certainly were. Cowboys over the Vikes. We knew that was going to happen. Cincy over uh, Pittsburgh. That happened. Casey over the over the Chargers. That happened. And San Francisco over the Cards. Listen, we only screwed this up by two games. By two games. That's impressive. I'm getting, listen, we're getting better every week, folks. We're getting better every week. So uh, this was cool. This was cool. So we missed out on the Atlanta one. I thought the Bears were definitely going to take the Atlanta Falcons. I, I swear they should have. So we should have got that one. And the Giants should have beat the Lions. If if not for those two games, that was a perfect, yo, I would have made some money. Damn. I would have made some money. I would have made some damn money. Anyway, it is what it is, man. So we got to we gotta get right back into it. So, um. Scott Blinkers comes in and says, yo, Sean, now that your comment, <laughs> hold on a second, Sean, Sean no, that comment was an asshole. You haven't had a clue how the area struggled with such. Who's Sean? And what is Sean saying? Now you guys got me, you guys want me to, you know me, getting all in the tea. What's Sean saying, man? Mike, Mike, you saw my upset special, man. My upset special came through again. So I got to, I got to pick out the, uh, I got to pick it out again. But I got to go all the way back to see what Sean is saying. Okay, there's Sean. Sean Diaz. Says you guys better be nice to Detroit. You might have to use their stadium again to play the Dolphins. Boy, stop playing. Stop playing, man. Um, we we listen, you don't want to play us in the snow. That's for damn sure. That is for damn sure. But anyway, 
We ain't gonna we gonna touch that. Sean doesn't know what's up. He has no idea what he's talking about. But anyway, number nonetheless, uh, not bad, not bad at all for the uh, the pickums, guys. The only two wrong. We gonna keep it. We gonna keep pushing. There's one is one of these weeks. We're gonna get a perfect. We're gonna get a perfect. Uh, Carl Tolman comes in with a with a super chat. Says, "Hey, Trey White will not play versus the Lions or Patriots. Trey season debut will be at home versus the Jets." He will have four games to get right before the playoffs. Trey will be MVP of Super Bowl and uh, in Phoenix. Why'd you have to go LV11? Why'd you have to do that? Just give me the number. I'm saying, trying to do all these Roman numerals for for the Super Bowl. Just cut it out, man. Just get to the numbers and call call it a day. You know what I'm saying? These damn Super Bowls, man. Super Bowl, LVC, I'm saying, Z9. Like, stop. Just just give it a number already. Be done. But I appreciate you, Carl Tillman, for that uh, Super Chat, man. Uh, all love, but uh, when it does come to Trey White, my prediction is that he is. I mean, I, my prediction is he's, he misses this game, but he's back for the Patriots game. That's my prediction. Um, and then we, we'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? Because coach keeps saying he's pretty close. He's close. So it's just a matter of when he decides to get going. Stefan Diggs says, yo, he's looking really good. So we'll see. We'll see what that means. One will never know. One will never know. Um, but folks, that's it for me, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I really do hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we talked on the good, the bad, the ugly, and then we jumped on the, uh, the milk carton alert and who deserves to be there and who's not. And then we jump into the, uh, the lions game. Now we'll get more into the lions game on Thursday. Um, during the pregame show, a lot of you guys are going to be out. Oh, no, maybe not. You guys are not going to be at work because a lot of you Americans have that day off. So you guys will be home. So join us for the uh, pregame show. It'll be myself. And uh, and Rev. Now, for me, uh, it's a it's a regular day. I just happen to be off this week. So if I do the show, I'll have my little man with me. And I don't know how that's going to go because I'm on daddy duty. Wifey's at work. Kids are at school. So it's just going to be me and the little man. So we'll just see how that plays out. I'm hoping that uh, I can put him down for a nap. But knowing him, he's a hater. And he'll be he'll wake up when I don't need him to wake up. So I might as well just keep him up. So we'll see how that plays out. But folks. That's it for me, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I really do. I like doing these things. Let's keep it going. Um, before you get out of here, smash that like for your boy. And if you have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. It gets the algorithms going, guys. We are so close. The goal is to get to 25,000 subscribers. We are 24,100 subscribers right now. I'm so proud of this team. This team has done so well. The writing squad, Bobby, Pierre, Rev, Bot, Evan, Everybody that's contributed to uh, BF, we are so close to 25. That's a big milestone. We want to hit 25,000 subscribers. We have 890 more people to go. So let's get these things popping, and uh, we'll go from there. You guys want to do picks? Should we do picks right now? If you guys give me me the thumbs up, if you guys want me to do picks, I can do picks right now, or we can wait until uh, Thursday. Or do you want to do picks right now? We can can go into next week and start making the pick-ems. I mean, if you guys are, are enjoying it like I do, then we can jump into it right now. But if you're like, nah, man, let's just wait and do pickums on Thursday, and then we can go from there. But uh, if you guys are down for it, let me know. And plus, tomorrow, uh, Team Canada plays um, against Belgium. For for those that watch soccer, I'm a, I'm a big soccer guy. I like soccer, so uh, I need my I need my my boys, Alfonso Davies, to you know jump in there and and rock that and let them know what Canadians are about when we play soccer. Cause we don't just do hockey up here. We do some football and we damn sure do hot. We do some soccer. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. Jeff B says, yo Rico, do the picks, man. Do the picks, bro. Do the picks. 
Um, all right, man, we ready to do picks? We doing pickums? Shit, let's get on to it. Let's let's do the pickums, baby. Let's do the pickums. All right, week twelve. Let's get into it, man. Week twelve. All right, let's go. So week twelve. Let me see what we got here. Sorry, we're going into week. Yeah, week twelve. Here we go. So obviously, we like the uh, the Bills versus the Lions, right? You guys are with me. All right, let's do it. So, Buff over the Lions. We already know what we already know what time it is. We need that win. We're gonna take that. Uh, who you guys got? This is a good one. New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. To me, I think Dallas is playing extremely well. I think um, the Giants just don't have it at quarterback. That's just me. But Dable's got Dable's got that boy playing uh, David uh, Daniel Jones pretty well. So um, who knows? But I like Dallas in this. Tony Pollard is an absolute monster. Tony Pollard is also a free agent next year. Um, but I highly doubt that we're going to bring him on. Because Dallas is definitely not going to let him go. So I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking the Bills to win over the Lions, obviously. And I'm taking Dallas over the Giants. New England, Minnesota. New England, Minnesota. Now take out the fact that you want New England to lose. Because we always want New England to lose. But really and truly, who has that game? New England and Macaroni Jones? Or freaking Kirk Cousins and... You're saying the Minnesota Vikings. Who do you guys got? That one's a tough one, man, because the Patriots are, are on a roll right now. They're definitely playing well, but the, the Vikings are a very good team. They're still a very good team, and I just don't believe in Macaroni Jones. And and that Jets defense is a very good defense. It's not is there's no there's no shame in not putting a lot of points on these guys, because I mean the Bills only put 17 points up on the freaking uh, the Jets. They're a very good defense. That's a top 10 defense. So. Randy, Randy Papel says, yo, I got the Pats, honestly. Abby says she's got the Vikings. I see you, Abby. Vikings bounce back. New England gets this one. You guys are, oh, you guys are freaking tight on this one. Praying for the Vikings to win, but NE got a defense. Steven Belize says, yes, he says the Pats. Vikes by three. Well, let's take a look. Let me see what Vegas has the, let's see what the Vegas has this game, what direction they got it going. So they have the Vikings at a 62% chance to win. They have them, but here's the spread. The spread is two and a half. So if you have the that game at a two and a half spread, is closer than one than one wants to think. So I'm looking at what you guys think. Who do you guys like in this one? Vikes by three. I see Pats. Pats is underrated. Your quarterback is elbow is injured. No, Sean Diaz, be quiet, man. Uh Skull. I got the Vikings, Pats, Vikings. All right, man. I'm going with the Vikings. Vikings over the Patriots. I think uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is a little banged up, though. So that's that's it makes a difference. So we'll go Vikings over the Pats. And it'll be perfect because then we, we then we'll take them on. So we'll see how that plays out. So um, next up, oh, let, me, let me swing on back. All right. Next up, we've got um, let me swing on over here. Tampa Bay, Cleveland. Well, I'm going to take Tampa. There's, no, there's nothing really for me to talk about. Tampa Bay over Cleveland. I hope you guys uh, agree with that one. I think you guys are not going to really fight me on that one. This one's a tough one. Cincinnati at Tennessee. Cincinnati at Tennessee. So let's talk about this one. Cincinnati at Tennessee. So Joe Mixon, I think Joe Mixon's banged up because uh, 
unless unless I'm unless I'm wrong about this, but Joe Mixon is a little banged up. So, so Samaji Perine was the one that was you know I mean, toting that toting that thing. And I you guys have heard me say this before, but Vrabel Vrabel is a damn good coach. Vrabel is a damn good coach. But here's the thing: Vegas has Cincinnati with the edge, a sixty percent win predictor. But here's the thing. 1.5 is the spread, minus one and a half, Cincinnati Bengals. And to me, that's too damn close. Um, and we saw what Pittsburgh was able to do uh, to Cincinnati. So something tells me it's going to be a close one. There's going to be a scoring one. But I think I like I think I like Tennessee in this one, man. I think I like Tennessee in this one. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm looking at what you guys are writing right now. And I see Titans by 13. Damn, okay. Bengals. Titans take down the Bengals this one. Uh, <laughs> Scott Billings like, oh, thanks, Rico. Tell Sean to be quiet. Man, Sean needs to be quiet for real. Um, Titans. This is the revenge game. Uh, Titans for sure. I like the Titans too, man. I'm taking the Titans too. Titans over the Bengals. And I have freaking... Um, I have Joe Burrow as my quarterback, so I can't have him do terribly. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. So we got Tennessee. We got that game. So let me see who's got next. Who's next? Who got next? Who got next? Um, all right. Houston, Miami. I mean, and this, I don't have an upset specialty so far, but I'm going to take Miami over Houston, man, because I just don't. I don't I don't believe in Davis Mills, man. I don't believe in that team. That team is no good. Um they're they're they were they were already battling uphill to begin with. You know what I'm saying? When it came to coaching, when it came to all those things. So like there was a whole lot of things that, that stood out that game. So um I'm taking Miami over Houston. No disrespect, Houston, but y'all ain't yeah, you don't got it. You don't got it. Um who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? Next up, Chicago Jets, the Bears and the Jets. Zach Wilson sucks. They're probably going to bench him. So so uh who's going in there? Joe Cool? I think Joe Cool is going to be going to be going to be getting the start. So uh and just Justin Fields just banged up his shoulder. So that one's a tough one, man. You got two injured quarterbacks when you got an older quarterback going in. So who do you guys like in this one? Jets with Zach Wilson or um Joe Cool or do you like Justin Fields? Chicago's been playing really well lately. They've been playing really well. They've been running the ball really well. Defensively, they've been all right. Uh, but the Jets defense is that good. The Jets defense is really good. And if they don't, if they bench Zach Wilson, I think I'm going to take the Jets to win this one. I like, I like the, um, I like, I like what I see from the Bears, but just not good enough. So I'm going to take the Jets over the Bears. The Bears. I think that Jets defense is just too good. Uh, Atlanta, Washington, Atlanta, Washington. I don't know, man. Mariota doesn't do it for me, man. So I'm going to take Washington, Washington over Atlanta. I mean, for Atlanta to win that game, they had to have Cordero Patterson with a kick return touchdown. They had to do a whole lot of things to happen to that one. So, um, give me, give me Washington, man. Washington over Atlanta. See, I like that. Fields is injured. Yeah, I know. Fields is injured here. He popped his shoulder, but he, they say he's questionable to play. So we'll see how that plays out. Abby, you and I think together, girl. We're on the same page. I like Washington, too. 
Tyler Ty, Taylor Taylor Henneke is playing extremely well. I'm t- I'm taking Washington on that, and their defense just got better. Chase Young coming back, that defense is getting better and better and better. So uh, Ron, Riverboat Ron's got these got these boys playing, man. Um, all right, who we got? What a shitty ass game, Denver and Carolina. What a stupid ass game to watch, Denver Carolina. Like I'll let you guys pick this one, Denver Carolina. Who do you guys like? Denver, Carolina. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Houston upset. You think Houston's taking the, the Miami Dolphins? I don't know. I'm going to go back. I'll go back and through through the list to see if I can find them at my upset special. Um, you guys like Denver? Denver for the win? Ugh, me too. You see, Steven, I'm with you. Steven's like, ugh, I got to pick a game? <laughs> yes, I have to pick one. Um... Yeah, man, I, 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 Denver. I got it. You know, I'm letting you guys pick this one. Denver over Carolina. I don't know what's going on with Carolina, man. Carolina just ain't it. They just don't got it. They don't got it. They were cute at first, but nah, you don't got it, bro. You ain't got it. Um, next up, Baltimore, Jacksonville. Well, I'm gonna take Baltimore. Baltimore is just, they're just, they're, they're hitting their peak right now. Baltimore is hitting their peak. I know they had a rough game against Carolina, but they they got it to work out. But defensively, they're getting better. The the fact that they traded for Roquan Smith and Roquan is doing extremely well, and they got they opened up that whole defense. So Baltimore is going to be a scary team uh, going forward. So uh, I'll take Baltimore over Jacksonville. Uh, Chargers, Arizona. I'm taking the Chargers over Arizona because Chargers offense is starting to come along. They got Keenan Allen back, and they're starting to get a little healthy. So Chargers over cards, and I don't know what's going on with uh, Little Shorty, if he's still hurt or not. And they they don't have a chance, man. If they don't want, they don't have that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'll, I'm not I'm not taking it. Um, Jags upset special over the freaking Ravens, huh? That's a big upset. I don't know if I like that one though. I don't I don't know, man. I think the I think the Chargers the the Ravens are just too damn good. They're too good. Uh, Chargers. Cardinals. I say a Chargers over the Cardinals. Um, and who's next? Las Vegas and Seattle. That's a tough one. Las Vegas and Seattle. Oof. What are you guys liking that one? Las Vegas is coming off a big win. Devontae Adams just can't be stopped. The guy's unbelievable. Josh Jacobs is one of is a beast. I like the fact that these guys don't have more wins is baffling to me. They've been losing some tough games, and they got some talented guys on that offense. Um, who do you guys like? Seahawks by 10? Damn. Seahawks by 10? Gino? Do Gino and them boys? You guys like this one? Let me see what, the, what they're saying. I need to see the, uh, the game cast. This might be my upset special if I get it right. Oh, man, they got these guys down the middle. So it is minus three and a half for Seattle. So Seattle's is up, it's got the edge. Um, and they're, oh, dude, I think this might be my upset special. I think this might be it. The Raiders take down the Seattle Seahawks, man. Although Seattle's pretty good, but I think I like Vegas. I think I, I think they're starting to put some things together. Seattle wins big and rolls over the Raiders. Ooh, Carl Thomas confident in that one. I like the Seahawks. Coming through with adversity. Walter Scales. What's up, Walter? I haven't seen Walter in a while, man. Are the Ravens better or are they just playing worse teams? 
they haven't exactly looked good. I mean, neither of the Bills. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we we're trying to work it. We're trying to work through it. But uh, I don't know the Ravens. They're starting to get better, man. They're starting to get healthier. That's the big thing. Seahawks bounce back. Let's go Raiders. We have great picks this week, man. Uh, Mark Hurdle, man. This, these these ones are tough, man. I think I'm gonna go Raiders or Raiders over Seattle. I think that's gonna be my upset special. I'm gonna put a star there. Upset special is the uh, the Raiders over Seattle. All right, let's go to next game, and they're starting to get a little uh, a little tighter now. All right, the Rams versus KC. What a joke! I'm not even. The Rams are just they just blow right now, man. They blow. It doesn't matter if Stafford's in or not. They blow. So KC over the Rams, not even a question. I'm not even gonna talk about that. If that was gonna be an upset, this that would be the upset, but. <laughs> It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. And last but not least, I think the last game, last few, I got uh, three more games. So, because everybody's off their buys now. No more buy games. So, New Orleans and San Francisco. I'm taking San Francisco over New Orleans. That's a no question. No brainer. San Francisco over New Orleans. Green Bay, Philly. Green Bay versus Philly. Well, Philly looked rough last game, man. They lost the week before, and they they almost locked. They almost lost this game. They barely got out of it. Could Green Bay come in and and take on and beat the good old Philadelphia Eagles? And right now they have Philly at a seventy three percent chance to win, and the the over under the the spread is minus seven, minus seven Philly. That this is a good upset special. This one's a good upset special. Christian Watson Watkins is playing extremely well. Romeo Dubs is coming back. I think I like this game as an upset special, man. I think I'm gonna take this one. I, I'm I'm gonna scrap that Raiders one. Raiders still win, but I'm gonna say the Packers over Philly. I think uh I think they're starting to figure Philly out a little bit. You know what I'm saying so the thing teams are starting to play them, play them. So there's some film on there, and you got to play them tough. So I say Packers over Philly. I think uh, that's a good game to have a upset special. I'm just changing it. Upset special Packers over Philly. And last but not least, uh, the last game of the week is Pittsburgh and Indy. Pittsburgh and Indy. Who do you guys like in that game? I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm taking Pittsburgh over Indy, and I'll tell you why. One name: T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt being back has sparked a difference in how these Pittsburgh Steelers play. One player is making the difference. Isn't that crazy? They're playing much better. Kenny Pickett is obviously playing a little better as well. George Pickens is a, is a beast. But they've, they're in the game. They got a pass rush. Uh, and I think uh, Pittsburgh takes this one. Indy by three. Mm, I mean, it's not a bad pick, but I, I, think, I, think, I think I'm going to pick the... Uh, he said... I, <laughs> he said, "Woo! Glad you dropped the Raiders." Yeah, I dropped the Raiders. Uh, I'm going with the I'm going with the uh, the Pack Packers over Philly with a fu- upset special. I got to put my star for upset special. It's the upset special. That's what it is, man. So listen, folks, Abby, I'm with you, girl. Philly, I'm I'm taking Steelers too. Steelers over the uh, the Indy, uh, the coach by Jeff Saturday and them boys. Now they got some players out there, but um, I think I'm going to take the Steelers to win this one. I think the Steelers win this one. So, folks, that's it, man. Y'all got me. Y'all got y'all got me to squeeze out uh, some some uh, some some pickums. 
So it'll be good. So we'll get to go over it on a Friday show. And then uh, hopefully we'll go from there, man. So, folks, tomorrow's show is going to be my man Rev. And then we're back at it again with a pregame show uh, with myself, Rev, for sure. And then we'll try to figure things out. Um, hopefully I'm not going to have the little guy with me. If I do, brace and bear with me. And uh, and then we have the game. The game, at the, I believe, is a 12-30 game. I wish it was like the 4 o'clock game, but it is what it is. So a 12-30 game for the Bills. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys then, man. And then join us after. And then uh, we'll go for the, uh, obviously, the post-game show. And then you guys can enjoy your meal. Or you can bring your meal as you eat, as you listen to me rant about how we won the game and not lost the game. And then we go from there. And uh, for those that have different time zones, what time's the game for you? Because my the game for me is at 1230, uh, which is not so bad. Actually, it's at 130. 130 for me. Uh, Growing Legit says his is at 930 a.m. That's brutal. 930 game. Yikes. Anybody else got a weird uh, time zone that they got to wake up and watch the game? Or is it a later game for you guys? For me, it's later. It's a what's a one thirty game, which is excellent. I would have wished it was a little later, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, man. I guess everybody else is kind of normal time. Eleven thirty. Oh shoot, we got Randy Papel six thirty in Germany. Golly, okay, that's but that's good. You got a nice six thirty game. That's actually lovely. Six thirty in Germany. I'll take that. Scott Blakely is at eleven thirty game. Scott, where are you? Oh yeah, you're in Chicago, Scott. So Scott's in Chicago. But why is yours? Why is yours at eleven thirty? Shouldn't yours be at, at twelve thirty, like everybody else? I didn't know that uh, out west, out there, you guys have a a very different one. I mean, it's not Eastern time, is it? So I guess not. On time for me, Abby says twelve thirty. So Scott's at eleven thirty. I'm at one thirty. You know what I mean? And my girl Abby's at twelve thirty, and then we got my man Mr. Paples. His is at six thirty, and then Carl Tolman says uh, my youngest son is in the Navy in Japan, and the game comes on at two thirty a.m. Oh boy. Well, he's got to do what he's got to do. Take your get get his nap in, get a good nap, and then wake up and, and get going. The only thing that sucks is he can't really yell and scream the way he wants to. Uh, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, folks, I hope I really hope you guys enjoy the show because I enjoyed the show. And uh we thank you guys every each and every one of you guys for tuning in and hanging out with us because you don't have to. You got better things to do with your evenings, but you guys are hanging out with me, talking Bills football, how we can win who's trash and who's not and who's not playing well <coughs> and we go from there could you imagine players i'm bet i bet you the, the players don't have the time for that shit but they rate all the the local podcasts and who's good and who's not man tell that rico to shut his ass up he's the worst you know what i'm saying they probably who knows what they say but anyway i'm hoping that they they like what we do and it's fun but if they listen if they're not but anyway it is what it is so folks enjoy your week um it's a short one and we'll get right back to it as we always do so yeah. if that is it for you, that's Buffalo it for fanatics. me. So my man uh, wants me to give him a bing, biggity, bing, and a bing, biggity, bing goes to you, my yeah. guy. So uh, you guys enjoy yourselves. Mine is at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. Like Rev. Yeah, Rev is at 10.30. So he's going to be early. He's going to be up early with me doing my, doing good stuff, man. So uh, we'll be we'll be doing the show, man. Abby, I appreciate you. That's always love. My girl, Abby. She's been listening for a long time. Appreciate you, girl. Love it. And uh, we'll go from there, man. My man, uh, Crandall, says, yo, hit me up about going to a game. Wifey knows how much I watch your show. And she said she would give up her seat for you to come down and watch the late home season game. Wow, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. If 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 she's for real, then we'll, we'll, I can't do that to I can't do that to her. Shit, but tell her I appreciate her. Tell her I appreciate you, wifey. 
It's good shit. But anyway, folks, you guys have a good one. Enjoy your night, and I'm going to enjoy mine. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, ish. Y'all have a great night. We'll catch you on the flip side. I'm a buffalo fanatic. I'm a buffalo fanatic. I'm a buffalo fanatic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.